So hello race fans and welcome to another episode of the Tyree Warger Motorsports Show. This is a podcast all about motorsports, racing, driving, cars, the politics that go behind it, all that stuff. It's just a top, top of the line kind of amateur podcast that I've brought together and that I'm really going to, you know, expose and all that kinds of things. But this is all about motorsports. This is where you find out, you know, motorsports news, motorsports updates, and of course, First of all, Happy New Year. You know, 2020 was, you know, horrible. Obviously, 2020 had, you know, so many things that went on and there are definitely so many things that went on in motorsports as well. So many different changes, regulations that got implemented, all that kind of stuff that came in. And um, we're going to be able to see more of a refined, you know, version of that going into 20, 2021 uh, with the different regulations. And now, you know, races that were only tied down to one specific continent and one, you know, era uh, area um, is now going to expand more into, you know, worldwide as the regulations are now, you know, um, not necessarily becoming... Uh, less strict but uh they're they're opening up some of their things and um you know allowing more of a fan presence and um you know really exposing um more and more people to the culture uh you know obviously with you know christmas new year's all that stuff motorsports news has been at a relatively very slow pace obviously there's hype for you know seasons to start back up um you know uh for me, it's IMSA at uh, Rolex 24, and then, you know, uh, Formula One as well. Also, Extreme E is definitely hyper Extreme E with the five rounds, seven races per round, all that kind of stuff with the off-road electric. So I'm definitely hyped and, and interested and, and, and anxious for Extreme E to start. Um, that kind of stuff is coming in for 2021. The, I think Extreme E starts in March. Um, so with that, you know, with this podcast, it's mainly just a couple of things. It's mainly just a, a couple of things I like to talk about. Episodes tend to run from 30 minutes to about an hour, depending on how in-depth I feel like talking and how many topics I feel like talking about. Most of it is freestyle. Sometimes I have notes, so bear with me. And I also have a video version. Um, you can head on over to YouTube.com and um, or just look up, you can just look up the Tyree Waldron Motorsport Show uh, on Google or whatever. and I, It'll pop up as one of the videos and check it out and let me know how you think about it. Let me know what you think. Um, I mainly prefer refer people to the video version simply because that's where I'm trying to start and to maximize my efforts on this YouTube channel and really put together a, an abundance of content um, that uh, people will enjoy. And mainly that I will enjoy and you know once I get to that point and once I get to the point where it's like something that I feel like I most definitely will watch like this podcast um then I'll definitely you know the effort the all that stuff that goes into making a, a, a productive channel definitely um that's that's what I'll be doing um obviously I've you know put out some stuff already and uh, plan on taking up that stuff to the next level as well you know working on different scripts and uh, editing videos and all that stuff I do have videos ready, locked, and loaded. So, like I said, expect great things coming out of my YouTube channel this year. So, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. But uh, if you're listening to the audio version, by all means, or if you're listening to the YouTube version as well, if you're watching the YouTube version, head on over to my social medias. Uh, it'll be in the in the corner over here. And um, if you're on uh, the uh, audio version, Hey man, I'm on um, Twitter at the Big Ticket of Seven, and I'm on Instagram at Tyreek Waldron. Same name used in the podcast name. All right, starting it off though, real easy, real simple, real quick. 
Uh, this episode, I don't really plan on running that long. Uh, got some notes right in front of me, of course. Formula One news. Maze Pen will be keeping his seat at F1. Now, like I said, the news has been relatively slow. The notes for this episode were back when this Maze Pen stuff actually, uh, this news for the Maze Pen stuff actually was released. And like I said, it's been slow news, so obviously there ain't really much more news to add to that. Um, you know, the 2021 season, the calendar is out. The calendar has relatively been uh, uh, confirmed. I could go through the calendar. You know, like I said, Formula One is going to be opening back up its worldwide um like actual racing you know gonna be going to sao paulo um that's the only one that i really liked uh budapest is gonna be going to eesh, you know montreal all those kinds of things is gonna be taking its reins back out to the rest of the world rather than just staying in europe uh which i think is wonderful because that's how it's supposed to be <laughs> um but going back to Mayspin, he'll be keeping his seat at f1 um and i mean don't get me wrong that is definitely something that you know raises uh questions like uh, how hamilton got investigated for a t-shirt and this man right here is still keeping his whole uh f1 seat after you know the incident that occurred i don't really need to dive into what it was but um if, if you're a race fan or whatever you should have definitely seen it if you haven't look it up i don't feel like talking about it but for the most part you know it's their statement that they released was definitely not you know the greatest they said that it, the, the situation was handled internally which i feel like they just told him watch what he posts and uh that's about it just watch what you post man and now you have to either race well to try and regain fans what i i but like to actually be handled, to actually be like there be like substantial consequences for the incident that had occurred, uh, I feel like there wasn't any. Honestly, I feel like literally it was just a, a, a slap on the wrist of just your know, uh, watch what you post on social media, and then that that was the end of that. And I mean, Haas F1 continued posting like it was like I mean yeah they said no further comment or whatever, but they kept posting like shit was still sweet. After every post that they posted after that uh, first initial statement was released, people were on their butts. They were on. Their ass uh talking about um you know the the maze situation and and also talking about the other things that they have going on you know um and trying to really uh raise awareness you know um i follow a page on twitter uh females in motorsports you know a remarkable page remarkable um articles that they write as well all those things you know and you 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 see what what you know certain instances like this do to to to, to those people and uh, you see how it affects them and you see the anger and passion that they have for the sport and all that stuff so that uh, haas f1 that wasn't enough a statement like that was definitely not enough um some other news in F1, Lewis Hamilton uh, has now been knighted. Uh, yes, I said it was going to happen. I predicted it. I said I said it. It's on my Twitter if you don't believe me. Months ago. Well, not months ago. Last year. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton got knighted recently. He also won the uh, personality of the year. I'm not sure what thing, like what uh, company, what article, what award system or whatever, but he also won uh, personality of the year. Props to him. Congrats to him. He definitely deserved it. Can't wait to, you know, uh, fully acknowledge him as Sir Lewis Hamilton. I don't know if he's switching over his shit to that or like his social media platforms or anything to that. It might just stay Lewis Hamilton, but <laughs> well-deserved good run. And hopefully next year you end up doing, you know, even more great things. Um, now, if we look in for the uh, confirmed team list for 2021, uh, Mercedes is Lewis and Valtteri. Um, Haas is Mick Schumacher and Nikita Mazepin, the person I was just talking about. Um, Red Bull, Verstappen, and Perez, Sergio Perez. 
Uh, I thought that he wouldn't have a seat this year. Uh, clearly he does. Alex Albin is now out, um, which wasn't necessarily a surprise. Alex Albin has been on the chopping block for a while. I said it in previous podcast episodes that he has to get his shit together. He lucked up into a win, I believe, at Bahrain or something like that. He lucked up into a third position. So, uh, yeah, the, the, he, he definitely was on the chopping block for a while, and they finally made that cut. Um, McLaren is Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris. I believe Lando Norris was already on McLaren. Daniel Ricciardo was racing with something else. I totally forgot. <laughs> My bad. But Daniel Ricciardo and uh, Lando Norris are now together at McLaren. I think that that'll be a decent pairing between the two. Um, Lando Norris being young, Ricciardo still being... Uh, not necessarily goofy, but still being a uh, someone who uh, kind of has a young spirit in them, you know. I feel like that that might bring in a deeper bond in with them and McLaren. And of course, McLaren is still, you know, a, a pretty decent fighting force with the, with uh, what's going on this season. You know, it's Mercedes, Red Bull, um, and I think yeah, McLaren was third on the manufacturers' uh, championship. So most definitely, it's it's gonna be uh, an insightful thing to see in 2021. And now we go to Aston Martin, which is uh, which was formerly known as Racing Point. And if you don't know, Aston Martin has released like their new like their Aston Martin uh, F1 team logo and stuff like that. You can head on over to my Twitter. You can head on over to Instagram. You can just look it up, whatever you want to do. But they have a, their their logo out, their colors, whatever. And uh, that's gonna have Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll. Um, not necessarily sure what that's gonna bring for you know uh, racing and excitement, but I feel like with someone as as you know as veteran and as legendary as Vettel, and with someone as remarkable as Stroll, there's definitely gonna be not only battles between the two. If uh, they really want to put down the medal, they could definitely have battles between the two, but definitely a fight for that championship as well. With how remarkable those two people have actually performed. Um, uh, then we go to you know uh, Alpine, which is which was Renault. Uh, or Alpine, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't, I don't know, man, I don't know. Um, that's Fernando Alonso and of course Esteban Ocon. Um, I don't really have much on them. <laughs> I know Fernando Alonso was just making his uh, return. And, you know, he did the the thing in the uh, in the V10 or whatever that uh, that happened at the um, at the driver's test. Um, but that's is best mainly my knowledge on that. I did do a full episode, uh, basically on Fernando, or not a full episode, but a, a deep dive conversation on his return into F1. Um, I believe during that time, this was one of my first videos, so I don't think my audio uh, for the person I was talking to was the greatest. But you can still check back into that episode. I'll link it down in the description box below. Um, Next thing is, well, actually, I'll put it up in the corner, too, so you can just click on it, maybe check it out, um, and maybe see the progression of how the show actually has gotten, and if you're watching on YouTube version, by all means, hit that, hit, hit, hit that subscribe button, please, it helps me out so much, like, and share it, too, as well. Um, next thing, of course, is uh, Ferrari, that's Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, or Sainz, 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 I, I, it's Carlos Sainz, um, obviously, Charles Leclerc, remarkable. Um, Sainz had a decent uh, run in 2020. I'm uh, not necessarily sure what his mindset is at. Not necessarily sure if he's going to continue to have that decent run or if he's going to really put the pedal to the metal and take on a uh, different challenge. Ferrari has necessarily has kind of dwindled out of competition, um, but hopefully they will uh, bounce back in the coming years. Uh, next is Alpha Thierry with Pierre Gasly, and um, I forgot who his teammate was, but he has been replaced by Yuki Tsunoda. Uh, I have no information on this kid. 
I definitely wish I did. I definitely did. I would, uh, wish I did more research behind him. I do plan on doing that simply because I want to know how he ended up in this seat, in this F1 seat. I want to know what his reputation behind him is, and I'm sure that he has a remarkable uh, uh, backing as to why this seat was given to him. And of course, Pierre Gasly, someone who I've I, who I've seen is uh, having you know uh, some some good skills and whatnot, and and really showcasing. Um, he can race, you know, he's had a couple of times when he's had some decent races and has really uh, fought and he's kind of maintained a decent position of top 10. Um, it hasn't really done much all the time, but he, he definitely holds a consistent uh, race flow, uh, season flow, I should say, rather than just a race. Then, of course, in Alfa Romeo, there's Kimi Raikkonen. I do plan on putting out a video with Kimi Raikkonen because his contract ends at the end of 2021, right? But He's been in this for so long. I feel like he might end up getting another contract signed. <laughs> the man is going to be 50 years old, still racing in F1. I hope that's not the case. Like, man, you definitely need to retire, but don't, don't. I will be putting out a video on it and really talking about his career and talking about his dominance in the sport. Some people don't really understand that Kimi Räikkönen is someone who um, won championships and is someone who is remarkable in the sport. And I, I definitely felt like it needed to be talked about because I haven't really heard it talked about. Um, and I haven't really heard like his retirement or anything like that talked about. So I would definitely be conversing about it. And that is going to be a one of the first videos released for this year that are just specifically topic based rather than the actual podcast episode. Um, and of course, his teammate is Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, decent. That's all I really had to say. He's just decent. Nothing too crazy. Uh, nothing too impressive in my personal opinion. Uh, just decent. Um, and of course, in Williams, there's George Russell and uh, Nicholas Latifi. Um, don't really have much on uh, Nicholas. We saw what George could do if he put in the right car. And, you know, um, that's really about it for F1. It's nothing too crazy, nothing remarkable. Uh, you know, a couple of discussions and debates and, you know, maybe the 2020 season recaps and predictions for next year, of course. Uh, but, hey, with the fact that we're opening up and going into, you know, a worldwide uh, racing stage rather than just lockdown in Europe, it feels good to be going, you know, it, whether it be fans or no fans, it feels good to be going slightly back into, like, regular times. Um, Going into WEC though, you know, stepping away from Formula One, I don't really have much for F1 no more. Um, Porsche is joining back up uh, with uh, the World Endurance Championship um, in the, what is it, the LM, the Le Mans, the Le Mans Daytona Hybrid uh, class, um, which is what? LMDH. <laughs> my bad, yes, I have to look down at my notes sometimes. It is, uh, they're going to be returning in the LMDH class Audi has moved from Formula E to WEC, so it only seems right that Porsche followed in suit. I mean, they didn't leave F uh, Formula E. Porsche is just, they're, they're ending something. I forgot what they're ending, but Porsche is, 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 is ending its racing in one place and bringing it into WEC. I had way more notes than this, but I don't know where I put it. Don't know where I put it at all, but whatever. Um, this is a new direction for Porsche simply because, um, you know, new uh, leaders have took the reins of the company and they are moving, you know, from one direction and moving it to a different direction. They are, you know, uh, doing a total overhaul in what the company stands for and, and what the company uh, is really participating in in terms of motorsports. Um, I believe, you know, they're 
they're trying to figure out whether or not they're going to make customer teams and all that stuff this was just recently approved uh in december so obviously there hasn't been much uh news to come out for this obviously you know they still have to draw paperwork still have to come up with whether or not they're going to use a pre-existing engine in the car whether or not they're going to uh try and maybe create something new they don't know but they feel as though they're definitely going to open it up to customer teams as well because a win for porsche because a win in a porsche is still a win for porsche um so I, i'm not necessarily sure how that's going to work i'm not necessarily sure how they're going to um figure out everything as obviously as more updates come out i will bring that to you um porsche has definitely been a dominant name in motorsports especially in the Le Mans category especially in endurance racing so i and, and and road racing so i definitely see porsche really being um a remarkable a, a remarkable addition back into wec they left i believe in what 2017 and they're going to be coming back in 2022 or 2023 whatever the case may be but they will be back and i am here for it I, I i want to see them come back i want to see them be dominant again in these categories and i'm pretty sure that they will i'm pretty sure that they will you know uh the other things that they that were stated by the company was that you know the new uh Le Mans daytona hybrid class that was really uh showcasing what the company believes nowadays you know that you can have something that can uh perform at those levels and something that you know is more uh road racing um in tune um they've shown that they are dominant with uh regular propelled engines they've shown that they're dominant with electric engines in the formula e they've shown that they're dominant in uh the hybrid stuff and now they're molding all that stuff together and bringing it to the WEC, which they feel that kind of solidifies exactly what their company represents. And I, I feel like it does. I feel like it most definitely does and that they definitely have the potential to go ahead and go for that championship and go for that uh, battle. Um, there was something, it's, it's, it's always see you later and never goodbye. And this was definitely the case because uh, it was very anticipated that Porsche would definitely try and return to WEC. Sticking with WEC though, Mark, uh, Aston Martin. I was just talking about them with Formula One, but now I'm talking about them with the World Endurance Championship. They are no longer having their GTE Pro program. The decision brings factory participation in GTE Pro class to an end. This was a, you know, up top decision, of course. Um, now, what they're planning on doing is going to focus more on customer operations teams. They're still going to supply customer teams with the necessary things that they need in order to compete and be competitive in, in, in the classes that they are in. But their own personal factory teams and their factory uh, GTE Pro program is no longer. Now, what happens to those drivers? I don't know. What Are they going to release them to those, to those company teams or are they going to have them do other things? I'm not sure. That's still something that we need to see. And obviously, uh, Aston Martin has also had its own things going on in you know behind the scenes political wise with different people uh taking the reins and different people having different control and, and things like that um fate of the drivers have yet to be announced they will not be defending for a 2021 title okay asimar will not be defending for a 2021 gde uh pro title now they've won it i believe two years two years consecutively uh, and I'm almost certain that they would have definitely gone after it for a third. Uh, if not, if they haven't won, then they definitely came in second and third. But I'm almost certain that they came in first for one of those years. And I personally uh, am glad 
that uh, they'd done that. I just wish that they wouldn't leave the company. I just wish that they wouldn't leave the way that they did. But of course, with them going to, uh, with them putting more effort in, in the Formula One and F1, I can understand that something has to be cut. Um, so it's sad to see that this is what had to be cut, but decisions were made and things were happening. Things are happening. And you know, it's, it's great to see that there will be an F1. So by all means, that's something that we're, I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, you know, um, now, like I said, with the customer teams, they're trying to still, you know, supply the customer teams because their customer teams are pretty remarkable as well. Not only has the factory uh, Aston Martin teams, you know, pulled away with victories and, and runner up, uh, you know, um, champion wins, but they've also, uh, their customer teams have also done so. Their customer teams have come up with plenty of runner up wins and it has been a remarkable few years of success for Aston Martin. Um, now, of course, you know, like I said, with Porsche, new leaders means new directions, okay? Racing Point is now Aston Martin, so of course, GCE, something had to give. Um, now, of course, uh, you know, like the customer teams like TF Sport, that's going to be in the Le Mans, uh, not Le Mans, sorry, that's going to be in, you know, Rolex Daytona. Um, stuff like that, those type of customer teams are still going to be supported uh, if they can be. Um, now, like I said, the fate of the drivers that they have on the factory teams have yet to be announced. The fate of like the, the mechanics and, and the mechanical engineers and all that stuff that are specifically GT Pro, uh, GTE Pro class and all that stuff. That, that stuff has yet to be determined, but I'm almost certain they're either going to be um, utilizing them somewhere else or they're going to release them to those customer teams. So can't wait to see what that brings. Um, don't really have much else. I don't really have much else on the news scale. Don't really have much else on that. Um, just, you know, stepping into, you know, a, a different light. Can't wait for the seasons to start. Can't wait for the seasons to come back. It's going to be, you know, a couple months of non-racing and all that stuff. NASCAR just recently finished up. I got to do a recap of the NASCAR year. Um, those kind of things. You know, I'm working on so many things behind the scenes and I, I need to be able to gather all that stuff up and really put out this content for y'all. So by all means, stick with me. It's coming. Um, like I said, I got videos ready to go, ready to, ready to set up, trying to figure out an upload schedule, trying to figure out my own schedule to make sure I can continue to bring you non-stop content all the time. So by all means, head over to my YouTube channel, subscribe, head over to my social medias, hit the follow button. Um, that's about it. This episode did not run long. Like I said, it would. Um, normally, I'll be honest, these episodes run way longer than this, but this was just something to get something out for the new year, uh, for, for this, uh, for the, for the show, for the podcast. And by all means, um, like I said, I will be recording way more. Um, I did say that I was going to start a couple weeks ago. Technically it did cause I did record way more, but it wasn't towards the podcast. So podcast episodes may be coming out way more often than you think, depending on how I feel. Um, but it definitely will be coming out at a at a ramped up scale uh, in the future. And right now, it's mainly just, you know, running through some quick notes and whatnot. But once I get everything locked down and I get my uh, schedule correct and everything like that, it will be back on and, you know, everything will be perfect. So stick with me. I'll stick with you. And um, help me grow. That's about it for the show. That's about it for me, really. Um, Really gonna call it a night, call it quits, and uh, go ahead and close this out. Peace. Have a wonderful day, wonderful night, wonderful weekend, and I hope you have a beautiful new year.